and welcome to another episode of the Dynasty Trades HQ Podcast. My name is Michael Sipes. You can find me on Twitter at FFBlitz. And I'm back here with my partners, Jeremy Broen. Yeah, we missed you last week. I am the Dynasty Madman. You can find me on Twitter at Dynasty Madman. <laughs> and Shane Vanilla, who's busy fixing his hair. <laughs> yeah, I got to be honest with you. I don't, I don't think we're live streaming this weekend. I'm kind of no. happy about that because the <laughs> HQ logo is over my hair. So it's hard for me to tell if my hair looks good or not. It, it's funny because Jeremy has us in vertical mode today instead of horizontal mode. So, yeah, the the logo is over your forehead. There you go. Yeah, oh, hey, fun. that's I, better. We, it's right next to my yeah, head <laughs> we definitely missed you last week oh um, thank you <laughs> uh i will say this and you know i mean jeremy actually both said it off air um or maybe on air i don't really know what happened what was on air and what wasn't to be honest with you um <laughs> everything you know, was on youtube it felt very um very dis- disconnected like we definitely needed that person <laughs> to just like kind of rein it all in um you know i was trying to say goodbye to people like 15 minutes into this show <laughs> Jeremy was trying to get people to ask, you know, to answer questions an hour and a half into the show. Like we were just very, we needed you there and you weren't there. Thank you. But we understand why. We understand. Yeah. Yeah. It was a family situation, but it's always more fun when dad's not there, but sometimes shit falls apart. But you need dad. Yeah. You definitely need dad or mom there to like, like, oh no, 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 no. We can't set the cat on fire and then stick her in the microwave. We can't do that. Like, it seems like a good idea, right? Like it's running through your head. Um, but you need someone there to just be like, no, don't do that. You should not put M- M80s in the toilet. It's funny too, because uh, you sent it to me to edit and I was listening to it and there was times where there was like a pause where I felt like I was about to say, okay, so let's do And then I was like, oh, wait, I'm not on the show. I'm just listening to it. You know, there was some times that it could have done, but hey, it was all great. And you guys had fun with those guests. So. I let that shit breathe, man, and ruminate <laughs> and you get what you get. When and you're then not you on the it- show, you get what you get and you don't throw a fit. Yeah, and then you get an hour and a half long marathon. So tonight we hey, promise you guys, we promise you guys it'll be a shorter show tonight. Uh, and see. we we have a great guest tonight. Uh, we have Ian Harditz uh, from PFF. Uh, he's going to join us. But um, before he does, we've got a couple news stories here. And before we say the news, let's hear from the DeviWatch.com. Devi leagues are the fastest growing form of dynasty leagues. Whether you're new to Devi or maybe you've played Devi for a long time and are just looking for an edge, DeviWatch.com has you covered. Do you need to know who will be a first round rookie pick before the rest of your league does? Do you want that future NFL Combine star on your taxi squad before he blows up at the Combine? DeviWatch has Superflex Devi ranks, Devi ADP, and an annual DeviWatch guide to help you. The 2020 Debbie Watch Guide ranked and profiled over 260 players. It includes dominator ratings, breakout ages for returning prospects, and if you play college fantasy football, they've got you covered there as well. Volume 2 of the 2020 Debbie Watch Guide has tons of information about new college coaching staffs and how their scheme changes affect the college fantasy landscape. They also have team-by-team breakdowns for all 130 FBS teams. If you play college fantasy football, their CFF rankings will drop in July. Visit DeviWatch.com and check out the two membership options. Join today and gain access to their industry-leading content. Click Have a Coupon and enter the code DTHQ when you sign up so they know you heard about them on the Dynasty Trades HQ podcast. 
so cool. Go check out DebbieWatch.com. Um, hey, we there's a couple news stories. Uh, the biggest news story, obviously, is the Derrick Henry signing. All time. Biggest story of all time. <laughs> Derrick Henry. Best story of the day. Well, oh, it, my God. At least Huge. of the quarantine. Uh, I know you guys want to mention a couple things, plus we want Ian to talk about it. But uh, what, what was exactly the deal that Derrick signed? Uh, four so years uh, yeah four years but it's two years are guaranteed and 25 point if i can find the show sheet 25.5 <laughs> million dollars in guaranteed money is the initial is what adam Schefter tweeted out and again even guaranteed money isn't guaranteed money until you see the contract because a lot of times it's like oh well it's guaranteed if he should happen to blow out his ankle in week three but it becomes unguaranteed if he gets married in week seven. And uh, so what it looks like, though, is, is it's basically a two-year extension, at which time he will be 28 years old. Is that right? I don't know his age. Um, I am glad that happened, though. I think it's funny. Everybody thought that, oh, Derrick Henry's not going to be back with Tennessee necessarily. These running backs aren't getting signed. People were, you know, in Dynasty not drafting him as highly because of it. And <laughs> And then they lock him in for at least a little bit. So it's definitely uh, grass is greener now. He, uh, just, I looked it up and Michael can edit it or not. I don't, <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks that I, I think that I know this stuff off everything on top of my head. I'm smart. I'm pretty Some smart. Some people probably I, think you do. It, it all but depends on the situation. We know. Not that smart. <laughs> it all depends but, uh, on the yeah, situation, whether I edit it or not. <laughs> he's 26 years old, which is already, as I've shown, um, uh, in my one of my articles for Dynasty League Football, where I am a writer, Ooh, um, uh. he, uh, you know, twenty six is about that age cliff for running backs. Um, I'd like to get into it with Ian a little bit. I wonder if okay. you know, and I throw it out in our patron chat. Um, become a patron today because they're better humans than you. Um, I throw it out in our patron chat. I, I wonder if it's more that running backs can't produce as they get older, or. Is it just they don't get the opportunity to do so anymore? I think it depends yeah, on the player, the obviously. Yeah, look, look at AP. How old is he now? 50? And 109. <laughs> or what about Frank Gore? I saw somebody Frank post... Gore will never die. I saw somebody post a picture on Twitter today. Uh, it was a black and white picture, and it said, on this date in 1934, Frank Gore was drafted into the NFL. Yeah, it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then I Frank Gore replied to that. Oh, did he? So did Adrian Peterson. It's awesome. Oh, I didn't see the replies. I saw the tweet. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I feel so bad I didn't see that because, yeah, that, that was hilarious. I retweeted that. Like, oh, that's just the content I come to twitter for <laughs> oh. and, then, um, and then i got kicked off of twitter um yeah i meant to add this to the show did. sheet you guys but what because uh frank gore said this is just wrong with a bunch of smiley faces with like you know tears happy tears right mm -hmm. and then adrian peterson sent back just the happy tears that's funny. in reply to frank gore it's just funny man that they get that inter cool. interactive with this stuff sometimes yeah, yeah i'll tell cool. you what stuff like that i think is it's pretty funny and if it's clever like that i think it's okay to add a player um definitely don't add a player if you know you're like oh, oh you blew you blew the season for me or some dipshit like <laughs> stuff like that don't do that the cool it's thing was negative. i i t i uh i drafted uh um zach ertz i think it was last year in the scott fishbowl and i had tweeted uh with the whatever pick i drafted zach ertz and then a few minutes later it was liked and retweeted by zach ertz <laughs> Oh. I don't know why I thought that, that was funny. Cool. Uh, just thought it was cool. Hey, uh, and I know what you were mentioning about Twitter. I guess today all the verified blue check people got hacked. So Twitter's been oh, all right. messed oh, up that. today. Did you see that? 
Yeah, so I was trying to send tweets for about a solid hour, and then I was like, wait, so am I in Twitter jail again? Because, like, all these are failing. I'm like, I didn't even say anything mean today. Yeah. Not that I thought of, at least. And um, But then I was happy to find out it was apparently all of Twitter was hacked because apparently rich people were falling for – not rich people, but, yeah, verified people the were blue falling checks. for for Bitcoin scam. <laughs> doofuses i never Bummer. realized i never realized how much of a of a community on twitter resent blue blue checks like it was like all over twitter it was like the blue checks are getting hacked like it's like it's a bad thing you know um no, really? Do we? i don't i don't i don't, I don't think that way but but it was it was trending i saw it um the other story that i did see and i know you've uh over the last couple of weeks have been have kind of disowned your team but i saw the eagles the were the eagles first, yeah they were the first team today to say uh no fans in the stands in 2020. That's a bummer. <laughs> How many games do you go to, Shane? Uh, Shane? You go to a lot of games. Shane, just well, I don't have a team, so I said Did your you previous go to a bunch team. Of Eagles games, though. No, honestly, so I hadn't gone since they've been in the link. I haven't been to a game. Last game I went to was I actually in the vet, and um. You know, look, honestly, I don't enjoy, I talked about this on um, Top Dog uh, Dynasty um, podcast that I was just on the other night or last night. I don't really know days anymore. Um, I don't really enjoy going to football games, yeah. like not live. I don't, not pro games. Like I think high school games are awesome and college games for the most part are awesome. College games are badass live. Yeah, yeah. But pro games, I find most of the fans to be Neanderthals. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, and not all of them, but a lot of them um you know what i mean like there's a reason that certain segments get the the reputation that they do yeah um also it's cold um <laughs> beer is super expensive and i don't even like beer i like jack and coke do you know how much that is at the stadium it's a lot God, even <laughs> beer and one game a year works out really well yeah. man but watching the instant replays and seeing everything close up in the comfort of your own home i'm the same way at this point i mean yeah. one game a year it's it's, it's fine but yeah for us for us, I've talked about it a bunch of times. I have all my league mates from my league. We all come here. I always have a bunch of people. There. I'd much rather sit on my couch and watch a football game than go to the oh, stadium. God. You know, in, in Florida too. Yeah, because it's a thousand degrees. <laughs> it's very very hot. Plus, you know, you get you get to do all your fantasy stuff. You have we have computers yeah. set up. We have a tracker. We have all this shit. So I'd much rather watch at home. I think I think all of us can admit to the fact that we like fantasy football more than real football at this point right uh, well yeah it's been that way for a long time for me you know what is funny though i actually kind of like shot a softball to you i really thought you were going to come back with something against the eagles about well of course they're not going to have any fans in the stands or something like that you know <laughs> that's well, what yeah, i thought I mean, you were I, say. Uh, <laughs> I think i you know th so this week i attempted to until this morning um when I, my hand was forced I gave myself a stick to sports edict and not because I care about what people, you know, bothering people on my timeline. Cause quite frankly, if you don't just like to help it, yourself hey, focus a little bit, it's gotta be a fool. <laughs> well, just, I just Can you imagine if that week, would focus one, him. I just, yeah, I just wanted one week where I wasn't arguing with people. Um, and not, you know, about non fantasy football stuff. And I tried, I made it to Wednesday morning and fucking Bobby Koch love him to death. Bobby has instigated my last three ones. Like, Hey, do you happen to see this? And I'm like, mother. No, I did. You're too easy, man. You're like you're like a dog after a bone, dude. I'm on I'm on Twitter and play fantasy football as an escape from all that BS. It's totally different from yeah, like my, I'm there yeah. for football. I don't even have to stick to it. It's just right there, and I love I it. it. And I don't even need to go far, you know. 
I, I try, like I sincerely try. I tried this week. I made it to Wednesday to my stick to sports edict, edict, edict. Yeah, edict. yeah, you got it. And um, almost, almost made it. You know, Wednesdays is pretty good. So you know, I'm gonna try again tomorrow, and just you know, <laughs> hopefully nothing happens in the next you know twelve hours. Yeah, good luck with yourself, my good, man. Tame good luck yourself. with that. You know, there was one other part about that Eagles thing with the stadium. Do you guys feel? Because I did see a couple people say that they think it's gonna take away from the product if there's no fans in the stands. Do you think that that's true? I don't think so. I think, I mean, I'd rather watch it on TV anyways. So if the camera's tight on the players and all that kind of stuff, I don't think it's going to really hurt it too bad that there's not fans and stuff. I mean, I think if you look at, um, if you just want to kind of see what it looks like, obviously different sports. Is it South Korea? Their baseball has been without any fans. Well, soccer's going robots. on too. People have been making yeah, and some serious has- money betting on those games yeah. too. Soccer isn't. Oh my God, Jeremy! Just uh, it, yeah, look, he's like transporting. It looks cool. I don't consider soccer. Um, <laughs> don't, don't say it. Don't, don't say it. Don't I don't want to alienate anyone. I, was so, say, I don't love soccer. Don't either, say man. It, I was so don't. happy when my kids stopped playing it. I mean, you're out there in wind and rain, miserable, sitting in chairs, getting soaked. They just keep playing soccer, running back and forth. And you're like, my God, I want my son to play football or baseball, anything but soccer. You know, what's- my my wife and I did that for years, and we were so glad we didn't push them out of it. They just stopped liking it, and we're like, thank. God. When I was a kid, when I was a kid in the 70s, Coral Springs was the soccer capital of America. More kids in Coral Springs <laughs> played soccer than any town in, in America. It, that's all Good they played you. here. Um, but, I'll tell you uh, what, soccer for, for kids, uh-huh. I think, is a great sport. It, yeah. it is. Because they're constantly running. I mean, and even, like, I, I think... It you teaches know, them teamwork too. Yeah, it's early age, teamwork. usually like three years old. Yeah, right. and it seems to be, and I could be wrong, but just from my own experiences, it seems to be that the parents are less ready to hit um, other people with chairs during a soccer game because it's there's something adorable about 48 six-year-olds just all running to the ball but you know what's scary you know what's scary it was it was that way when we were kids but now like when michael jr was playing i mean that was just like eight years ago whatever no the fan the parents are still mean and it's really weird you know what is funny though Um, (laughs) we found some pictures of soccer in the 70s and our soccer coach was on the sideline wearing shorts no shirt and he had a cigarette in his hand it was pretty funny it was so different in the 70s um serious coach (laughs) but the other thing we had here i know we were going to mention uh we had dak prescott to mention but do you want to bring in ian or do you want to mention this is ian around jeremy he's he's around he's he's not a square he's around okay cool so then why don't we do this why don't why don't we bring in ian and we'll go from here all right cool so our guest tonight uh he comes to us from PFF now. He's at Pro Football Focus, where he hosts a podcast called PFF Fantasy Football, which you can find at PFF underscore fantasy. And you can also find him on Twitter at I-H-A-R-T-I-T-Z. It's Ian Harditz. How you doing, Ian? Doing good. Thanks for having me on again, guys. I we talked a couple months ago, but I'm sure we got plenty of new things to discuss. So thank you. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, welcome back. It is funny that you say that because something did happen, what, a couple hours ago, right? Derrick Henry. Yes, sir. Another running back got paid. Uh, someone brought up a good point. Though. I think it was Bill Barnwell. He was like, for once, the timeline was over flooded with people making fun of people that were going to, you know, hate on the running back contract. So I feel like 
we all kind of understand at this point that you probably shouldn't be dishing out, you know, 50 million plus the running back position, but you know, you still <laughs> got to play good players. We've all figured this out. We can at the, at a minimum stop complaining about it every time it happens. So what did you think about the contract? I saw you tweeted a couple things out. <laughs> I mean, I love Derek Henry, the player. He's a, he's a blast to watch. You know, is that smart to tie up that much money over the next four years? Probably not, but it is kind of a situation where, like you're really not gonna this dude that pretty much just dragged you the AFC championship. You're not gonna you're not gonna pay him anything. And I understand Tannehill's efficiency was insane. So, you know, could they have gotten there as a different running back? Probably, but there's something about rewarding your best players that I yeah. feel like a team if teams were continuously just running running backs into the ground and then just not even considering extending them, you know, for, uh, future free agents might not look upon that as fondly. So, it's one of those things. Like, it's it, how are you gonna s- explain how Russell Wilson? doesn't get more pass attempts. You can't. So you got to kind of try to create these narratives in your head. So th- this is mine for why they're paying running backs. Now, see, I like, I like what you're, I like your narrative though. Cause I, I kind of, I've been digging in the running backs. Um, Jesus, probably the last like two years, but I keep pe- peeling back the layers and I <laughs> feel like there's a sea change ready to happen where they're going to give these guys second contracts, the, the good ones, the ones that, you know, like a Derrick Henry, obviously a Christian McCaffrey, even an Austin Eckler, yeah. someone that you know that can be a building block. Producer, stop yeah. wasting draft capital repeatedly. Hey, we're going to use a second rounder this year on a running back and a third rounder on a running back. Like <laughs> I think you, you might be better served using that draft capital at other positions and just pay a running back. Look, the contract. We'll see what it actually is because you know I think it's twenty five point five is guaranteed, something like that. Um, but if you could give these guys two or three year contracts after their second contract, it'll be interesting to see if we, we start seeing some of these guys at least extend their shelf life in fantasy and real football. It, it does. You know, we see that drop off in fantasy. I just did an article on, uh, you know, like how many PPR top 12 dudes happen, you know, with X years of experience and, you know, running back and wide receiver. We see second and third year, especially like that's where most of the ballers are. But at the wide receiver position, I mean, there's just as many guys that have been wide receiver ones in their fifth or sixth year in the league as there have been the third. Running back after year four, I mean, we see a steep drop-off all the way, you know, to Frank Gore years in the league. But <laughs> it's uh, <laughs> it's it's not the same in other positions. I mean, quarterback and tight end, the most top fantasy performers have all had double-digit years of experience. So, you know, it's I, I think we all kn- knew this on the surface, you know, running backs, that they, they come in young, but – yeah, it's it's gonna need to be done with these pass catchers, these guys like McCaffrey and Alvin Kamara. That may, you know that they could bring in a new era because we really haven't seen guys like them uh, rack up this many catches. Although I don't know, like every time I look up one of these wild running back stats, I always see a guy named Larry Centers just popping to the top of everything. <laughs> so I gotta I gotta brush up on some of my uh, some guy. He was some uh, guy. <laughs> that's a fullback. That dude was a fullback. If ever there was a fullback, I, I mean Tom they might designate him. He did. He did. He didn't do a lot with them. But, you know, I'm wondering if, like, the current crop is going to be like Matt Forte, um, what Ray Rice would have been if. <laughs> yeah, know, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. You know but guys like that in the past where there, there were guys that were a little bit older. Um, and for some reason, the only person I can think of with Matt Forte. But it is funny, though, if you look at, it, like, uh, Adrian Peterson through the years, Adrian Peterson was a top back back then last through Matt Forte's yeah. whole career. And he's still out here turning like, you know, running back two seasons out, which is just yeah. ridiculous. Yeah. And is it what, what uh, Thaddeus Moss is on this team and he played with Randy Moss too, you know? Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, Ian, why did you put a best of Ronald Jones on your timeline a few minutes ago? 
<laughs> or a couple hours ago. <laughs> yeah. So look, like I, I want to get clips of these guys. Like the reason I, the whole reason I started tweeting out videos in the first place is because, you know, if you've ever written an article, it's very hard to embed MP4s in those, or you can use a GIF and it's like one play. I want to show a string of plays. And so the only way to really embed a string of plays into an article is through tweeting out the video for it. So, you know, I, I don't really love Ronald Jones this year. As a, outside the top 30 RBs, that's fine. But I still think it's probably going to be a three-back committee. But, you know, like I, I said, it's not with Drew Locke, too. I need to get the highlights out there for an article. But I don't want to really put my neck out there. So I just said, you know, best of Ronald Jones in 2019. I'm not telling you he's the best RB, but, you know, this is the best of him in case you're interested. So that's good. That's why I asked you that because there is no reference to why you put it there. So that's cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I love Ronald Jones. I, think yeah, I, can, right. I, like I still think Ronald Jones can be really good. I really do. I don't know. It Maybe I, I have this. This Really I, good might be. Might be straight. Really <laughs> if you look at look when he actually got touches last year, except for the whole pass blocking, yeah, he did pretty, he's pretty well. bad at that. Like he will get someone murdered. Like Tom Brady will die if they <laughs> attempt to use Ronald Jones as a pass blocker. <laughs> you know, pass protection too much. But if they actually use him, let him just give him fifteen carries a game, dude. Actually use him in the passing game too. In the open well, field, yeah. dude, I, he's he's not bad. No, he's not bad, and I do hate when pass protection comes in the way of a good player with the ball in their hands getting on the field. Same. I think like the the worst I've ever been roasted on Twitter was like I sent I was just saying why leave a running back in the block when okay that running back's blocking so your best case scenario when he's blocking is he blocks you know the blitzer or whoever he accounts for a man well when you send him out for a route ideally i mean or what's probably going to happen he's going to be covered by a man so i was just saying like you know why not send him out because then if the man doesn't account for him you got a big play and that option is just never even available when you leave him in the block now obviously protection schemes exist for a reason there are mm-hmm. coaches that know way more about this but i just meant you know not a hundred percent play philosophy but in general and we see this in kansas city a lot i mean i looked at kareem hunt when he was with the chiefs he like never had more than six pass protection snaps in a game. And we see this with Damian Williams too. The dude is always running wheel routes because you know, what's you see those big plays happen when the dude blitzing has to try to peel off and it just doesn't work. So it doesn't work. Yeah. James white, like these guys, the best, even the third down backs don't even pass protect that much, but they're smart. They know what to do. And you know, it, it just sucks when the good players like Ronald Jones, and he was playing very good at that point, blows one pass protection. Yeah. And it's like, all right, no, and I yeah, wish I would. I, I wish I would have saw those tweets, dude. I would have backed you up. Like, if you're a good <laughs> coach, you put players in positions where they excel. You don't go, all right. Well, he's terrible at pass blocking, but we're just going to make him do that because that's what the scheme calls for. Like, dude, you're the head coach. Like, you're the play caller. You can do whatever you want exactly. as long as there's 11 <laughs> players on the field. You know, your linemen are lined up where they should be. You don't have to abide by making you know this guy that has never been good at pass protection putting him in pass protection. I think that's terrible. I think it's lazy head coaching, and I think it's poor head coaching. When I think it's wasting the running back. It yeah. happens with tight ends, too. They, they love mm-hmm. to use tight ends to block instead of, you know, letting these guys that can catch, catch. Uh, there are other ways to do it, but um, with running backs, it does seem wasteful because a lot of those guys are small trying to take on giant defensive players. Yeah. And then it kills us in fantasy because those are the guys <laughs> that, like, Ronald Jones. I want the catch. <laughs> PPR, you I'm know, throwing it to Dare. I got the bobble. I haven't said it. Yet. Yeah, <laughs> it's been it a while since Bawale? you had to say it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Man, name. You know, Ian, you mentioned Cream Hunt quickly right there, and you know, now that you're over at PFF, you're now hosting the PFF Fantasy Podcast, 
And today you dropped a show this morning that was all about uh, the Browns. And and I see you you mentioned Chubb and Hunt. What do you think's going on with those two guys? Yeah, uh, PFF Fantasy Podcast putting out uh, more big shows on Tuesdays and Thursdays, and then team previews throughout the week. And yeah, I was just going over this Browns backfield, and we're gonna see how they utilize it. Because if you look at the Browns, what they've done this offseason, bringing in Stefanski, who ran, I believe it was the single lowest rate of just straight up eleven personnel, just you know three wide receiver sets in the league. And so you look at the Browns roster, and yeah, they are built better to have. OBJ, Jarvis, Chubb, Hunt, and Hooper on the field, even the Joku if they decide not to trade the guys. So it's I'm thinking because all they added, Donovan Peoples-Jones in the sixth round, they re-signed Rashard Higgins, like Kaderil Hodge. <laughs> I, I don't think any of those guys are going to like be taking snaps away from Kareem Hunt. With that said, I mean, we saw last year in the last uh, six, seven games of the season, I mean, Chubb went from being like the RB5 to like the RB15. Chubb was um, – and then uh, Chubb RB15, excuse me. Hunt RB seventeen, so they can do it. It's just tough, and the offense could take a step forward and be a little more run heavy. Right now, I have Chubb as the RB eleven and Kareem Hunt as the RB twenty seven, which isn't too far out of line with the industry. But you know, it's we have the rankings, right. and there's guys that you want at those ranking spots, and that's like these two because we know we're getting pretty good value either way. But if things break their way, they are really going to break their way. Yeah, yeah, that's Jeremy's team. So. I gotta be honest. With you, I can't. I can't touch Chubb that high. I just can't do it. Just yeah, based off what, just based off what we saw, how Hunt basically cratered his, his production last year. I know it's a different still, coaching. He still did well. Different coaching staff. No, he didn't. He had his four worst games in eight of the games that in we eight had, games that Kareem Hunt played. Games, four of his worst games were. The Browns had four of their worst games that, during that stretch. <laughs> I get it, but you got to get a reset button and hit it because it's a different. It's it a different is. staff that uses not only the two tight end sets, but the two running backs, um, and they can do both. So, uh, but both running backs out there at the same time—that's just beautiful. And I, yeah, I, I mean, I, I see running back one out of Chubb, um, and I, I, I honestly think Hunt could be higher than twenty-seven. I think you know that's a that's conservative. I hope he does better than that. I certainly don't think he'll do worse than twenty-seven. Yeah, I probably could bump him up a little bit. And to be honest, like I still have, you know, Raheem Mostert, Devin Singletary ahead of him. I wouldn't even mind putting Hunt above him. So, you know, that's, I don't think we should be exact slaves to rankings. Uh, just, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What you guys you want. I hate <laughs> rankings. Um, like, honestly, there's not if, – if I never do another ranking again in my life. Yeah, me too. It's hard. Because as soon as you're finished them, you're like – and even while you're doing them, you're like, I don't think this is right. And then yeah, as soon as you finish, immediately. Yeah, you're like, I got to go back and – tweak that and then you're like wait I, th- I still got it wrong because then if this guy like and it's worse in dynasty because then you're like well am i projecting three years out or just two years of solid production but either and way if you're ever ever held to doing it for a job or you know where it's under the microscope you're a little bit kinder to people who do it because people just get leveled on twitter for oh, their rankings like, yeah. why do you have this running back three spots higher than everyone else because yeah. i think he's gonna do but and you can't win you can't please everyone so you really have to do your best job but something's always going to be terribly askew things happen but i i commend anybody who puts rankings out there with their names attached because it's like the most brutal <laughs> feedback that you can get seems to be rankings i remember yeah, when that's... shane shane was doing it for the site and then he he didn't want to and i said oh, i'll take it over for you and i did it for like six months and i was like i see why you quit shane the other the other problem i have with rankings too is you can have like three or four guys that are almost exactly the same but you mm-hmm. can't have them all at the same number so when you put them in it well no but what i'm but, but what i'm 
saying is you could think that one guy is the same as this guy, but this guy ends up four and this guy ends up seven. And then everybody's like, why do you have a bit seven? It's like, well, there's a point three difference, you know, and it's just yeah, people... the tiers are helpful, but that's yeah. still hard. Like I, this but is people... a running back one, two, three, four. It's still tough when you start drilling down into it. Well, that's the thing. Even, even if you do tiers, people still look at the numbers, though. Yeah. Sorry, Ian, you were going to say. Yeah, yeah, I was saying, look, it's a 16-game season. I mean, this is so freaking random as it is. And, you know, I, I see everyone doing the Fantasy Pros Rankings Contest. And, hey, if you, if you can be Sean Corner, the odds maker, and take that thing down, you know, like every other year. Know. You know, king stay kings, respect. But, yeah. man, like I just used to – I remember just in high school and throughout college, I hated the idea that the ACT or SAT was just – one number that one number is describing and that's kind of how i see with those rankings competitions because there's just really smart guys who do a good job and they get lucky they get unlucky excuse me in a 16 game season then you know they're ranked 80th like how are you supposed to how are you supposed to you know explain that when people do kind of live by the rankings sometimes so yeah i was never a big fan of them until you know the job kind of kind of said you gotta go ahead and make these (laughs) things i've always preferred to have more room to to write out those players so um you know i I did yeah, it's, I did publish a, a 150 piece where I did, you know, try to give a, at least a sentence or two about the people because, you know, if yeah. if you're – and honestly, if you're just putting your rankings up and not writing about them a little bit, they're probably just not going to be as good because, you know, right. writing does help you rationalize your thoughts and all that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Well, what exactly are you doing now over at PFF besides the podcast? Oh, yeah, we just got uh, – I'm turning out about five articles per week right now just trying to catch up and get uh, – you know, I had – well, was that Roto World? I've been, you know, ever since the XFL ended, I've pretty much been in offseason mode. So I'm just trying to, I'm trying to give, I'm trying to give all the new, you know, PFF people pretty much everything I was doing from, you know, mid March up through July. I'm squeezing that down just into July. So I've had about 10, 11 articles go out so far. We got nine more coming by busy. the end of the month, and yeah, just just staying busy. Uh, like like I was telling you guys pre-show, a uh, big you know deciding factor in the decision was just not not having to do so much uh, NFL news blurbs. Now I get time just to focus on nothing but content, and I'm a happy man. That's Great. cool. Yeah, so With the good. podcast, how often are you doing it each week? Yeah, podcast uh, coming out Tuesday and Thursday. We have a guest. I, I talked with uh, Matt Kelly today. We're going to have that uh, tight end preview out tomorrow with the Podfather. Always entertaining. He does say the phrase penis more than once, so be be on the lookout for that. And uh, talk to Matt Harm about wide receivers uh, this past Tuesday. So make sure you, you guys get a check on that. And, yeah, I got some team previews coming out uh, on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Those are just shorter uh, 10, th- 10 to 13 minutes solo pods. So yeah, you know, I'm just, it's, it's a quiet time for people. I realize it's so yeah. just trying to, you know, get that content out there. If people want it. That's cool. Does the XFL come back? <laughs> I know you were pretty, pretty into that. Man. What do you think? Trying to sell thought, it, trying to buy it. I don't know. Investors. I thought we were dead. I thought we were uh, dead, but I'm hearing these, uh, rumors lately. It sounds like things are, things are going a little right. Nah, I think I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I still have my XFL Twitter handles that we set up, oh, you know, a couple gosh. months ago. <laughs> or I really liked ago. them the last two years because it was this brand new sport, wide yeah. open field, especially for, you know, aspiring writers. It was all you could ask for because everyone was on an even playing field. But mm-hmm. now nah, I, I think it's about time I become, a, you know, a mediocre draft analyst, just like the rest of the moonlight <laughs> and, uh, football guys. So. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, I know, I know the XFL. Last, last thing I read about the XFL is they were going through the bankruptcy court, and apparently, some of their patents, I guess, are pretty valuable. So there's that. Someone's going to buy them, and then um, probably send sell them to the NFL at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, they don't want them. I mean, we'll, but- we'll, we'll always have those six or seven games from the Houston Roughnecks and PJ Walker slinging it. 
God, look, I enjoyed watching that guy play, but like the same things that he had go wrong in the preseason were just like the guy is a the guy's a great athlete, but there's a difference between being a great athlete in college and the XFL and the NFL. And he, <laughs> like he just, you know, PFF had XFL stats where you can look how quarterbacks do when they're throwing, you know, in under two and a half seconds. So feasibly mm-hmm. in rhythm, you know, hitting your first or second read or after, you know, off script. And you want to have that off script ability for sure. But like PJ Walker's quarterback rating went from being far and away the best with over two and a half second. And then he was like eighth in the league and under that. So, you know, he made, he made some highlights. It, it looked good when it looked good, but it wasn't exactly like, you know, a plus quarterback ability, but Hey, you know, he's got himself a nice, nice contract and, you know, yep. Teddy finally got it. We'll yeah. see. And it is funny when you're in a league where other people aren't doing highlights, your highlights are emphasized more. Um, it, you know, when you mentioned him, I also saw you were talking about Cam, Cam Newton today yeah. on Twitter. <laughs> Look at your face. Your face like totally yeah. lit up when I said that because <laughs> he's doing a fist pump in the air. Yeah, I, I saw you mention on a couple yes. people's tweets and then you sent out what are those realistic numbers, you think? Uh, the numbers you sent out? <laughs> What? I think I said the floor was like you, five thousand total yards and forty. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's what you said. Five thousand and forty <laughs> touchdowns five is grand. a reasonable uh, floor for him. But you also mentioned that you think you know you're you're going to reevaluate what you think over there. So what do you think over there for the Patriots? I mean, I have Cam as my QB fourteen right now, which is a lot higher than a, a lot of people in the industry is yeah. time being. And I mean, honestly. I got Daniel Jones and Joe Burrow ahead of them, and I could easily, you know, after a couple more of these Modellos, uh, scoot on Cam up to that QB1 <laughs> range. That, that sounds kind of fun. We'll see what happens. We'll see how it plays out. But look, I mean, there we go. Hell yeah, man. Cheers. I was going to say, the Modellos make a difference Cheers. in your ranking? Okay, we know that now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, look, Cam, it's not like we've seen extended stretches of a healthy Cam out there not putting up fantasy points. I mean, right. he always right. does. And always his weapon – his weapons have always been a disaster. I understand the 2020 Patriots weapons aren't great, but I think at a minimum, and it, it sucks that he got hurt when he did because Norv Turner was actually doing some good things in Carolina over these last two seasons. And they have, you know, these yak beasts with CMC, DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel. So I think it was a good situation for him to succeed him, but with the shoulder and foot injury, he just wasn't healthy. So, I mean, QB top 10 pick. No, but you don't need to put that for the guy. People are still spooked because of all these injuries. Like, Come, spare me this Jarrett Stidham is still going to compete for this. Guy. I know. Yes. No, Come on. No. I, at a minimum, you know, I'm rooting hard for, for Cam. This would be an awesome comeback, but I'm definitely shooting for a fantasy draft. Why are you going to take guys like, you know, Jared Goff, Ben Roethlisberger over Cam Newton? I mean, the ceiling is just so much higher with Cam, in my opinion. Right. And Ben's injury is no joke. I mean, I realize yeah. he's not a baseball thrower, but he, it's still a serious injury for a for a for an NFL quarterback. But yet you're drafting him ahead of Cam Newton and you know talking about cam newton's injuries and age and all that i i think people kind of talk out of both sides of their mouths you know they don't stay on the same you know the the same point and they argue certain points about certain guys but i I actually think um we've talked about this like last week maybe the week before about cam newton i'm excited that he went there and that he got another starting job i think i think it's going to be well it's great for fantasy football so i hope he he ends up being you know a, a top half quarterback at the least i mean 
it's good for all of us. Yeah, it, it, it is interesting. Not an upgrade over Brady. Come on, no. it's what? Not for Jared Stedham. He yeah, just, just... he does not. Yeah, no, Jared does not want him to get the job. You're right. You're and right. it's funny, you know, most of the Scott Fishbowl drafts are over, but mine's still lingering around in the 19th round. Really? Yeah, we're we're in the 19th round, but Stedham is still uh, uh, available. Nobody's drafted him yet in the 19th round, but uh, you know, I actually did take Stedham real late because I had Cam, and I was just like, uh-huh. might as well. Well, yeah, if you have Cam, yeah, sure. room, but we'll see. Yeah, we're still we're still drafting. People weren't really buying in the Stidham even before Cam got there. Right. It was no, kind of like no, everyone no. that drafted Stidham or traded for him, it was just like, well, he is a, a starting QB in the league yeah. by definition, so maybe he could be good. That it was never like no one's ever been like, I think Jared Stidham is going to tear shit up next year. <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? We were, yeah, like, no. we were starting to get some funky Patriots beat writers like they really believe in this yeah. guy. Like, they purposely <laughs> didn't go out to Brady as much. I mean, it was just I never bought the narrative that Belichick was tanking. I just because it wasn't that, you know, I trusted Stidham or anything like that, but I trusted Belichick not to tank. I trusted Belichick not to try to go one and freaking 15 to try to get a guy. I mean, right. He, he doesn't lose. And we saw That's this happen. With, right. And it's you're going to lose the respect of so many veteran players if you like truly go out of your way to be that bad. And what's like, the guy is literally known for changing his entire strategy week to week to beat right. an opponent. Like it just it never made sense. And, right. you know, you, look, you looked at Stidham and, it, you know, I was. His, his preseason stats are pretty nice. I am team preseason, so I never like <laughs> write an article about it, but it didn't take long. It took about five minutes of research to see, okay, this dude under pressure just falls off a cliff, and uh-oh, that happens to match the exact same issues that you know people are talking about coming out of college. So you know, never, ever had high fantasy expectations on the guy, but it was more like, hey, if Belichick really thinks he can win games with Stidham, who am I to really doubt that? I still think it's funny, too, because even at the time, we all thought that Cam was going to go to the Patriots if he was going to go anywhere. But nobody really did anything in the drafts or anything about Cam. And then the moment Cam signed, everybody's like, oh, grab Cam. And they were doing all these trades. Like, oh, we never cared about Stidham. You know? Um, Belichick craftily waited late to get him so he didn't have to pay the money that other other teams paid for. So, I mean, it was a real strategic move by Belichick yet again. It might have been the guy he wanted all along. It probably was. I mean, from, you know, I'm not plugged in like Ian. He's got sources. But from what you read, um, it sounds like the Patriots pretty much had this wrapped up a while. Yeah, yeah. And it was just like waiting to happen. It wouldn't be surprising that they were quiet. I think it was... I think it was more just about, you know, COVID stuff, not being able to do physicals and all that. Right. But this, but then the Jets signed Joe Flacco, who's still got this neck thing. And, you know, I, I think that was just the Jets being the Jets. But that kind yeah. of threw me off. Why can not get the sign? So. The, the Jets are not the canary in the coal mine. Like, they are. <laughs> like, they, no matter what could go wrong, they'll make it go wrong. You know what I mean? They'll help it along. Yeah. It, you know, you mentioned it about the tanking. My thought has always been, I don't believe that NFL teams really tank anyways, you know? Did you watch Miami last year? No, I did watch Miami, and I don't think they tanked. Dude, they they, tried, they, dude, they, they, they came back. They, have, they that, tried because they tried to trade everyone in sight. But they but just, they still played. They still went out there, and they won games, and they won for that coach. Left on the roster, exactly. Right. But I'm just saying, <laughs> okay, fine. Maybe as a management, you're tanking by trading shit away. But I don't but think players... Coaches and players. I don't think players go out there and say, you know what, f- 
fuck it, I'm gonna lose this week. I, no, pe- yeah, they the don't want to lose. It's too violent. They're gonna get yeah. hurt if they try to do that. Yeah, like, it's a management technique. You try to yeah. put a bad enough team. It's like what we saw in a major league. Back yeah, exactly. But even the, the players, the players, the process. Like, are we all just forgetting about the god Sam Hinky? Sam well, Hinky showed you how to do it. <laughs> His disciples are still out here, thank you. And um, yeah. if Brian Colangelo wasn't brought in, the Sixers would have been already won a title. But that's another story. For <laughs> I just yeah, don't man. think that a player psychologically also wants to be zero and sixteen or whatever. You know? Yeah, no uh, way. Um, it, you don't want that player on your team that's like, yeah, it's okay losing. Exactly. I'm getting paid. I like to lose. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. And it's so funny too because they, it, when you say the narrative of the Dolphins tanking, originally it was tanking for Tua, and we still ended up getting Tua anyways without having to have a losing season completely you know but um you know the last thing we we were going to ask you about because we were about to talk about it in the news we were going to we were going to talk about Dak and I saw on Twitter you're shaking your head again you you mentioned a a joke about what you thought between Dak and Jerry Jones going on with this contract what do you think about that (laughs) Uh, I was just watching this episode of uh Silicon Valley and um great trying to they're trying to sell their company and they got a ton of momentum. They just want this tech crunch and they go to all these meetings. They're expecting, you know, the people just to really want to hand them all this money and the executives are being all mean to them. So they're rude <laughs> back. And then all of a sudden the executives give them these monster sums of money. Cause you know, they, again, they have all the leverage. So I was just kind of picturing Dak and Jerry going back and forth with these insults, trying to, you know, drive up the price. Didn't work out as well as it did for the guys uh, in Silicon Valley, but I don't know, man, it's, the, Cowboy, the Cowboys have always kind of made this tough. I mean, the Dez Bryant extension took until the last day. I mean, I think Dak's just going to play on the franchise, and then they're going to sign him to a ridiculous contract. It's not going to be Mahomes-level money. But, look, I mean, we don't we don't see really good quarterbacks leave their team. That just doesn't happen. I mean, Kirk Cousins is pretty much the last guy over the last five years, and that was from probably, you know, the worst run organization in the entire league so i you know i'm hoping haskins does well i'm sure you guys are as well but i I think you know washington would be a better team with kirk cousins under center right now now if they made the decisions that hey you know we're just never going to win it with the guy and we're better off restarting fair enough that d-line is looking pretty nasty there so we'll see what happens but yeah i want you know dallas has painted themselves into a corner with this where he has to get 40 million dollars a year next year yeah. unless they do want to franchise him and pay god knows let, let another quarterback get signed and reset that market too even if it comes in another mahomes like yeah. i don't even know what the franchise tag will be for next year for a quarterback but i'm guessing it's upwards of 30 35 million dollars probably and you would have been better off giving the guy $25 million last off season. You would have been better off giving him 35 million this off season. And they just didn't get it done. Like, I don't, I don't get that. You pay the running back, the most replaceable position <laughs> in football, um, but not the quarterback, the one that you, and someone else tweeted this out. Like they asked, they just fell into Dak Prescott. Like yeah. that was dumb luck. Like they, they ran out Connor cook. Yeah. yeah, they ran yeah. out all types of just garbage at that quarterback position. And you know what I mean? Like they lucked into Tony Romo and they lucked into this guy. And they, they want to go out and play that Russian roulette with their franchise trying to find another quarterback. Good luck. They drafted Quincy Carter, was it, oh, in the yeah. second round? I mean, I'm old enough to remember them, days. And isn't that Jerry? Isn't that his, you know, uh, he's just, he always wants to be the one that's right. Uh, do you, do you, Ian, do you? believe in the narrative that some people were saying today that uh grab as much andy dalton as you can because uh dak's gonna walk next year 
No, come on. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter no. by a bunch of people today. <laughs> oh my God. We're talking up Andy Dalton now. Dak's going to stay in <laughs> Dallas. I'm not concerned about that. Again, this that Cowboys offense last year was so freaking good. And, you know, I understand they didn't make the playoffs and all that, but literally one of 11 teams since the AFL merger in 1970 to average at least six and a half yards for play. And they look better on paper going into this year. I mean, just, just the throws and plays Dax made over the years. You don't see average quarterback or average quarterbacks making those plays where he just gets compared to Carson Wentz and everything. And like no one else And Carson Wentz also a very good quarterback <laughs> that played at an MVP level in 2017. So it's like, you know, I think both guys are probably top 10, top 12 at the worst. I'm pretty confident top 10 quarterbacks. Are they top five? I don't think so. In fantasy right. Dak is, but in real life, probably not. But it's yeah, I agree. yeah, you gotta pay him. Look at the other highly paid quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Jimmy G. I mean, there are worse, way worse guys than Dak that got paid. Oh, yeah. So why do you think he didn't get paid then? The Cowboys are gonna cowboy. I That's guess it? you know, just, it's just yeah, they're gonna cowboy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're gonna give Zeke guaranteed, you know, ninety million dollars over three years or whatever his ridiculous contract. They, pay, they paid Jalen Smith too, like yeah. a ton of money. I mean, you know, Amari Cooper, hundred million dollars, yeah. and he just. <laughs> You know, like they're going to every guy. Hey, I, I don't, I don't yeah. think they've done a good job commanding this, but they've always done these really, really long-term contracts. Like Tyron Smith, his original deal was like ten years or something ridiculous. And it like, was wow. crazy. Keep, yeah, it was long. They keep, they keep restructuring them, and you know, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So. Yeah. Definitely though the red rifle. You you have to you have to have Andy Dalton high on your list of the top backup quarterbacks that you want in case because you never know which quarterbacks are going to go down. But Andy Dalton stepping into that. Pretty awesome offense. I mean, he's a capable guy. I definitely only want him for that, though, as like, you know, your sort of backup, one of your backup quarterbacks that you always have in your dynasty leagues and your super flex leagues, right? Yeah. Him and Winston. <laughs> I want Winston, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, he's, he's going to start soon enough. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Dalton, look, his best season ever is when they have Marvin Jones, Muhammad Sanu, and AJ Green. I mean, he's always kind of been in some of its parts quarterbacks. And last year, I mean, uh, most of the parts were hurt, so we saw kind of what Dalton amounted to. But, I mean, we, we saw what happened when they went from Dalton to Ryan Finley or whatever the hell the guy's name is oh, for a couple of weeks. Ugly, I mean, yeah, yeah. That, that was just awful. Dalton is exactly what you want in a backup quarterback. I mean, he's probably a top 30, 35 quarterback in the league still, like without too much of an issue. That's all you can ask for. Yeah. yeah in a world sure. where Nick Foles keeps getting uh... – <laughs> massive contract uh, not even that chase daniel is like the yeah. backup quarterback we just need to be bringing up again and again yeah. that dude's gotten i think four teams now to pay him over 10 million dollars yeah oh my god I, I blame chip kelly i don't even know if he's the one that signed them but i'm still blaming chip kelly <laughs> and chase daniel like that dude and oh, he was cut the next season they were like i don't know why we did this but you're gone there's still nobody that stole more money than what sam bradford <laughs> didn't he get like oh those? <laughs> How many times did he get paid? Like four different he, teams. <laughs> but his body broke down on him, so that's the only reason. Like I think Bradford could have been good. I know mean, he never would have been worth the number one overall pick. He never would have been that. He, but he could have been a good and, quarterback. It's just that his body just broke down on him. And the money was inflated because he was like the last guy before right. he redid the rookie yeah. scale to really get paid. But yeah, I was randomly watching some. He had that week one game with the Vikings where uh -huh. he just tore up <laughs> the Saints. And I was watching because uh, I think it was Stefan Diggs actually. Stefan Diggs was being real weird on Twitter all offseason. But once he got traded, he's actually like gone into NFL analyst mode. And someone mm -hmm. was trying to. Someone was trying to call Bradford like this big bust, and Diggs was just like, you know, when he was on the field, he was really accurate. The guy just could yeah, not like, stay PC healthy. Now. 
Yeah, I think I mean, <laughs> my math could, you know, look, when he was at the Eagles, I know he had one of the highest completion percentages in the history of football. Now, as an Eagle fan, at that time I was an Eagle fan, I didn't enjoy <laughs> it so much because a lot of it was like, hey, it's another seven-yard completion on third and 11. That's great, <laughs> Sam. Get those stats up, buddy. But, I mean, yeah, I definitely think if it wasn't for his body just being made of peanut brittle, he, he could have had a decent career. And yeah, and it's not his fault he was paid what he was paid. He was the, he was the, the very last quarterback that got that ridiculous, we, we'll sign you to whatever you want because we don't know any better contract. But, yeah, and, and, and the only thing I was mentioning is that, what, three other teams did it after that. You know, he he, he, he even got traded to one that signed him a big contract. The so, Eagles, yeah, I mean, yeah. I, that was one of the greatest heists <laughs> in the history of football is that they got, what did they get for him? Did they get a first rounder for him? Uh, I, I don't believe, yeah, I believe so because I remember thinking, "Wow, Sam Bradford's worth how many first round picks? <laughs> Not even one." But yeah, yeah. yeah I remember one. seeing that like right. a tweet, and I was like, "Wait, what?" All right, let me refresh this. Like, and I'm just like, "Is this an error?" <laughs> no. It's, okay. It's so it's so bad when these quarterbacks switch teams. And I was saying before, like Cousins is literally the only one that's worked out. I mean, I, I was yeah. doing this article looking at everyone that's changed teams. We've had six dudes change teams get you know actual qb1 money since 2016 brock osweiler with the texans mike glennon with the bears cousins bradford with the cardinals case keenan with the broncos and then nick Foles with the jaguars this year i mean brady rivers teddy two gloves they're all kind of getting those big contracts and <laughs> you know i i don't i don't think i don't see how any of them really fall on their face exactly but th- definitely you know keep your expectations in check for anyone that's changing teams yeah that's oh, look at Ian using all of our nonsense to um, bring up a useful stat. Yeah, <laughs> well, that's cool. Well, hey, Ian, thank you so much for joining us again. You know, we always love having you on the show. Congratulations for your move and for your new show and everything. Is there anything you want to say before you go? Like anything you want to promote, wrap up before we leave? I uh, appreciate it, guys. Yeah, find me on Twitter at iHeart. It's I-H-A-R-T-I-T-Z. And yeah, you know, I'll be sending out the articles and pods every day. Check out the PFF fantasy football podcast on spotify itunes all that and yeah thanks dudes i am moving back to columbus ohio within the next oh, month yes. so hey. i'm pumped to be back in the 614 with uh, all you good people <laughs> yeah thanks man that's what we are that's that's the good people like me and the ohff draft man i don't know if we're gonna be able to do the rookie draft live we might have to just do it on uh stream or zoom or something we're still fleshing that out because of oh, the whole I like, COVID I like that thing. idea yeah let's do it on StreamYard. that'd be dope man that was wild. Have some yeah. beers yeah <laughs> I don't know if these guys know, but like the rookie draft was scheduled and I just hadn't caught that we like weren't doing it. So <laughs> yeah. I was I was sitting there at pick three the whole morning. I was stopping and then the first pick went off because we, we nobody left told you oh. went off the board like oh the, no. The first pick is skipped and I'm like, all right. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> Ryan Claire, Jonathan Taylor, this is gonna be great. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, know, good, you got a good spot in the rookie draft. It'll be a lot of fun to see what happens. Oh That's my gosh, though. Dude. Can you I imagine? Feel, <laughs> right I, felt so I did too. Yeah. Around, around the weekend. I didn't even see it for like hours. Oh, <laughs> I can see him getting all excited. I'm sorry about that, Ian. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Seven hours of nothing. <laughs> It was seven hours. Oh my God. Well, yeah. Thank you, Ian. Well, yeah. That's Saturday, but all right. Well, hope commissioner is fixing that. Yeah. Hopefully by next year we're back to a normal world, and you and Jeremy oh, will be man. able to get together for those drafts. So um, for sure. Thanks again, Ian. We'll talk to you I later. Thank Bye. You. Yeah, Have a good night. <laughs>
<laughs> that was awesome. Shit, I didn't know that happened. That's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, no, that and that's pretty funny. That oh gosh, I can't believe he sat on there for seven hours. <laughs> oh my gosh. Did my pick yet? No. <laughs> so uh, he was yeah, cool about it though. That's yeah. good. That's good. Yeah, no, that that was fun. So yeah, um, why don't we wrap everything up and then we'll get to the Patreon show. So oh, Patreons. Speaking of Patreons, Shane, tell everybody about our Patreons. Oh, we have a Patreon account. Um, go become a patron. You get the uncensored version of this show. You get the bonus podcast, which we're about to tape right now. You get the group me chat, which all, which is awesome because I'm in there along with uh, all of our other patrons. <laughs> I'm pretty sure like three thirds of our patrons have their own podcast and or writers. <laughs> it is <or> crazy. <laughs> analysts. It's really cool. That's a cool mix of guys. Um, one of my co-hosts, uh, one of my many ventures, oh. uh, Manic and Chill. Uh, is in there as well, you know. <laughs> Scott oh, Connor, he, he, partnered with all of us, man. Yeah, he's definitely partnered with all of us. He's definitely like, no, 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 you're the pretty girl today. So <laughs> me and Scott, just in case you didn't know, me and Scott are doing a manic and chill on the Dynasty League football YouTube channel. That's cool. Um, I'm guessing you're manic and he's chill. Just you know, based yeah, on yeah. We thought maybe we'd switch it up on people. Um, oh, and you're gonna yeah. be the chill? So yeah, we, I don't think so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, everyone in there is awesome, and I love that they're always talking trades and strategy and things like that, and general league stuff too, is which we really been getting into this last week. And everyone explained to me what a weighted lottery was, so that was fun. Um, <laughs> I saw that yeah, yeah, conversation. You get you get the bonus podcast, you get the group me. If uh, you know, sometimes we do written content. It's been a little light lately there. I'm not gonna lie to you, but really, you know, the money shot is the uncensored podcast and then the, the bonus podcast that's what everyone tells me like that's that's what gets you off yeah <laughs> and it is it is good and it's also growing we're we're at the most we've ever had right now um and the other thing is we are working on doing some kind of video for them as well you know uh maybe even when we do this video for our show we'll do it exclusively for our our patrons first. Oh, so, you mean the live stream yeah, that we're doing live do stuff. just with the patrons? Yeah, yeah, where yeah. Where they can ask questions and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, that's going to be a thing. I know how much that's you love love the thing. chat, so we'll, we'll probably do that for our patrons exclusively. That way they'll be able to have another bonus thing. So, I mean, I, yeah, screw the non-patrons. I mean, I love those guys too, but I'm just not giving them... <laughs> Sorry, non-patrons that are listening to the show. Love but, you guys. I love you guys with all my heart. It's just... You, it's, I know I say mean things a lot, but I really love everyone that supports the show. Hey, also, besides besides our Patreon, Jeremy, our store now, right? We got our new logo and everything in our store. Yeah, we've had a store for a while, but yeah, now all the gear, all the t-shirts, all the hats and mugs and shirts, like I'm not going to lie to you on the back, they all have the new awesome Dynasty Trades HQ logo. So go check it out, dthq.storenvy.com, dthq.storenvy.com. Get you some 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 swag. Yeah, I saw swag, yeah. I saw on Twitter today people already getting stickers. So that's really awesome. So yeah, the, stickers, I, the, stickers. the stickers have already stickers, shipped. I, yeah. I have so you know I have the Scott Fishbowl sticker on the inside of my computer, and then on the outside <laughs> I have a Dynasty Rewind, and I need to get more stickers. Yes. Yeah. It feels very empty. Like, I, I don't know. It's like Trapper Keepers. Is that what we had when we were kids? Yes, it was Trapper, Trapper Keepers. keepers. Yep. Yeah. We, we had make them. them all jazzy. Like, yeah, I yeah. feel like I need Never to leave it playing. My <laughs> but yeah, our, sticker, our stickers are already shipping. I saw some people have them. So, all right, great. Well, go check out our iTunes account at Dynasty Trades HQ. Check out our Twitter at Dynasty Trades HQ. And we're going to wrap everything up and go into our Patreon show. So, say goodbye, everybody. See you next week, guys. Thanks for joining. Thanks, guys. Say bye, Shane. Bye. Bye.